Hello and welcome to another episode of Open Studio. I'm your host, Martina Flor, and in this show, I normally have honest conversations with accomplished illustrators, lettering artists, uh, designers, to basically understand how they did it and how they do it and how they got where they are right now. And I felt that up until like that this point, I have been having these conversations and I feel that there was so much, you know, so many insights. And I felt that there was the need for me to create this solo podcast where I sort of anchor the great takeaways that I personally had from those conversations, but that you as a listener may have had. Um, and I wanted to sum it all up in one episode. And probably th this will be a series of episodes because there were a lot of different takeaways um, from all of the conversations. So this is one episode of a series of episodes where I will just sort of anchor down or list down many of the takeaways that I, I have had throughout these conversations. And I also wanted to share with you that, you know, if there's a goal with this podcast is that through these conversations, I got to realize, and also I hope that you got to realize as well, that there's a myriad of way of setting up a creative business. And that, you know, I have had many creatives in the show and there's a, you know, unlimited ways of making money with your art, of making a living with your art. And I feel that as creatives and as artists, we have heard enough people saying that you cannot make money with your art. And I feel that this is really an idea that is part of the past and is not part of the present. Nowadays, there's millions of ways of making money with your art. You can start your own online shop like Marika Fab did and uh, F-Dot, who was in the previous episode, also did. Um, you can start your own you know, side project and monetize it. You can work for clients and be hired all over the world like Luca Barcelona does or Alex Trude, who were also in the in previous episodes, um, told us about. Um, so there's a myriad of ways in which you can uh, make money with your art. And I think that having these conversations with artists that are, or are already doing this, it's a way of showing and proving that this is possible for you as well. Um, so this is a little bit a little bit of background information of why I do uh, I carry on these conversations with other um, creatives not only because I find it really interesting um, for as, a, as an exercise as a creative to talk to other creatives but also because I feel that it, it provides you um, with a lot of insights on in which ways you can create your own um, your own um, creative business right so I feel that there's, there's a lot of things that I um, have learned through these conversations that I want to talk about, but I feel that we could start by like the overarching concepts, which had to have to do with first, you know, the craft, 
which is something very important. It's like the essence of any creative business and also the business itself, uh, which I feel is a, a container. So I want to explain to you this concept. And this is a concept that I developed through my own experience at running my own creative business, but also through interviewing other uh, creatives and illustrators and artists uh, and also experiencing or working in other uh, in someone else's business i feel that there's two aspects to a successful creative career so number one is the craft and i think this is this is essential this is the essence of what you do right so first there's the craft which is something that you um you need to put front and center in your business, right? So the craft is is the substance, is what you are there for, what you can offer to the world. It's essentially your value, right? And what I have learned through discussing with, with or having these conversations with other creatives is that they have also put their craft and their arts front and center in their focus or in their calendar first found they have found something they love they have found something in which they feel they could do more and more of uh which is very important they kind of like you need to find that thing that you really where you really feel that you can make a difference where you really feel that you can bring some value, right? And I think that if there's something that I've seen in many of the conversations is that they are, these creatives are very focused on their craft. They really put them in the center of what they do. They they really want to push it forward um, and they really love what they do, right? And this is also sometimes a problem because because they love what they do, they find hard to stay away from what they do. So they have, they find uh, their challenges are to take breaks or to um, allocate time for, uh, or allocate downtime. But this is something that perhaps uh, makes a topic for a next podcast. But I think this is a, something important that is, you know, in this in this first um, item that I was speaking about, which is the craft. Um, they have found something that they really like and they really love and they really hone it so they really work for it so that's the the other aspect of it that they have put in the work i always say this to to my students that you know there's a lot of aspects to running a creative business and to having a career as an artist and of course you know marketing is one of them and social media and audiences and finding clients and all of this is very important uh but if if you don't have a substance to offer then you are down to nothing so um i feel that you really need to focus on getting really good at what you do that's your differentiation or your the differential aspect of what you do right so this is something that I have noticed also through these conversations that they they have put in the work to get really good at what they do to really stand out through the great work they do right they don't make compromises with this they really do great work and they have put in the hours to have great output right um, another thing that I have noticed in terms of you know developing their craft 
is that they have studied the subject. Um, so many of them have really dedicated not only a lot of time to, you know, to, to do the work, but also a lot of time to study and, um, you know, focus studying, like you call it whatever you want, not necessarily going into academia. Many of them have been into academia, but many of them have just um, dedicated a lot of time to study, to seriously study about the subject, not just like trying to get the, the information from here and there, but just um, they have found a mentor or they have signed up for a course um, that goes deep into the subject or um, they have found a, um, or they have been hired in a job where not only, you know, they were trained into a certain craft, right? So they learn through working, they learn their craft. So in all of them, I can see a, a, an intense learning experience. And what I also seen in this artist, just because they have studied, the, it's, it's more or less like the consequence of having studied the subject and having put in the, the hours of work is that they have developed an incredible amount of work. They can show the skills they have, right? They can show what they can do, but also they have developed their skills through creating that bulk of work. So it, it's kind of a cycle where, you know, through creating that bulk of work, they get better, right? So that's, those are some of the things that I have noticed and that are, I think, big takeaways from these conversations with other, you know, accomplished artists and illustrators that, that they have really put the craft front and center in their careers and they have really put in you know they have found something number one they have found something that they really like doing and they 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 really want to uh dig deeper into um they have put in the work they have put in the the hours into getting better at it um and they have studied the subject right so they have really um either signed up for for a course or for any learning experience that uh made them learn the fundamentals of what they are doing right and through all of this they have developed a bulk of work so that's the part number one uh, of what i believe is key to develop a successful creative career that's the part number one is the craft this is super important and the part number two is the container for that craft, which is kind of like the, the playground for your craft, right? Or for you as a creative, which is essentially um, your creative business, right? And in, in the case of all of these creatives that I got to interview, and personally also in my case, having that container allow me and allow them uh, to explore their craft in different shapes and colors, right? So through creating that container, which is the creative business, they were able to sustain themselves economically, but also to sustain their art. The container, gave them the kind of like the freedom and the space 
and the flexibility to develop their art in various ways. So, so how did they develop their businesses? One of the things that I've noticed is that they have said yes a lot. And I know that saying yes nowadays have had ha, has bad press. Um, like a lot of people tells you like say no, like uh, set up boundaries. Uh, and I feel that I can totally relate with the idea of saying yes. Um, I was speaking to, I was having a conversation last week with Sebastian Curi, which is a, um, an illustrator living in LA. Um, and he was saying that in the very beginning when he started his business, he was saying yes to any opportunity that will come his way. And this was for, for him a way of like, first, you know, creating more work, but also it was a way of confirming, confirming that his work worked. Uh, it was a way of saying like, okay, people, people really, there's a demand for what I'm doing. And if I, you know, he, he was continuously saying yes, so that he could create that work. There's, there was an opportunity for him to make, um, to make, um, uh, to expand his bulk of work. Um, of course, to make money, but also to confirm that what he was doing was right, was working, right? Of course, after a certain point, I believe that you have to start saying no, of course, but in the very beginning, saying yes is very helpful for you to see that your work, there's a demand for your work, um, that there's opportunities for you, and also to develop your own portfolio. I think this is this is something that worked as well for me, and I've seen it working for a lot of, a lot of other creatives. A lot of the people I coach also have started in that um, in that way where they say yes to all of the opportunities that come their way, and then they start putting boundaries or deciding um, which jobs to take and which which jobs not to take. Right, so. Another thing that I have seen is that a creative doesn't build or builds their creative business on top of what he or she already knows. So what I mean with this is that often when a creative or an illustrator, a lettering artist is starting a new business, they are... Um, they are looking to focus on a certain thing. They are doing, you know, up until that point, they have been doing work for others. Um, they have been doing a myriad of things for other people. They decide to start their, their own business, not only because, of course, it becomes a container for their creativity, but also because they see an opportunity for them to double down on one thing, right? Uh, and they want to stop doing a lot of the things that they were doing that they don't want to do anymore, right? And many of them have taken those experiences into their businesses. And this is, I think, a great message for you listening. If you're thinking of like starting your own um, freelance business, um, is that you never start, start from scratch. You always come with your experience. Everything comes with you. This also serves your business um, and for instance, Sebastian Curi, who I interviewed a couple of podcasts ago, um, he was, he used to be a producer um, or he worked for a long time as a producer, as an animator, as a 
after effects technician and you know nowadays he focus he runs his own his own uh, creative business he focuses on illustration but on top of that he offers his clients um all of the other services right so as a creative as an illustrator he can take up bigger projects not only like creating the illustration itself but he can take up bigger projects that allow him to first earn more money but also have more control over the results and i think that's really great that's um that's something that i have seen in many of the conversations that i've had um also many of the people that i have had conversations with had this um this kind of attitude that is like okay i, I didn't start over all of all, the, all of the experience that i had before served me for a certain pro- purpose in my business right and i see that in myself with my own business that you know all the previous experiences that i had working for in the corporate world for instance um many of these concepts that i learned there many of this experience that i gained there i apply nowadays in my business in terms of perhaps um uh, administrating a team or uh, perhaps in terms of you know having a vision or setting a vision for for my business right um so many of the things that you have done in the past can serve you in your creative business and i think um this is a great takeaway and it's something really um powerful if you're thinking now of starting your own uh, creative business this is something really powerful or really empowering that is you're not starting from scratch right so the other thing that i have seen in terms of creating this container that i was speaking about um which is the business is that many creatives have shape and a structure that works for them for instance and this means that there's not just one way of setting up a creative business you know you can be a solo entrepreneur right and be just you in your business you can have a team you can collaborate with several people um without having a company right so there's several ways of, of setting up a creative business and for instance alex throshut um which i interviewed a couple of shows ago um he works with a producer and an agent he is a solopreneur so he's he's he has a solo business he uh he was at the moment where i interviewed him or i had this conversation with him he was in bangkok so he also you know relocates he's uh based in new york but he relocates cities and works from wherever he wants and he enjoys that kind of freedom that he can have through you know um being a freelancer and not having a team right uh, so he has this these other people that are um satellites to his business in a way so th- these are people that work with him uh, the producer and the agent and um they solve certain aspects of his business so that he can focus on the creative work right on creating the actual artwork um for instance peter sizer and um eric fridenson um uh, also known as um f dot they have teams right they have a in a studio space um and they have 
their teams and they like working with other people in the same space right and this is this is the way they have set up their businesses this is the way um they make it work right and this works for them right um eric Mar marinovich for instance he told us the story about his journey as a learning artist and the 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 last things that happened in his life which le led to him setting up his business in a different way right because um because he was in a certain stage of life um, you know through the corona pandemic he realized that he needed a different structure for his business and he went ahead to set up an online business that focuses on digital products which are fonts so eric after a decade of running his uh, a traditional um, business in design and lettering he now set up his business or he transformed his business into an online business um, that sells digital products all of these creatives um, they have shaped a structure that works for them this is very important um, in a creative business that you can create a container for your craft that is really works with who you are and the way you like to work and you know what makes the best playground for you right um, and you can choose which shape your business takes um, and I think this is really beautiful from a creative business that it can have so many different shapes and um, and as long as it works for you and for your creativity and for your creative output then it's all fine and a little bit the goal with these conversations with different creatives and different artists is to show the various ways in which you can do it. Something that I love about having these conversations and um, you know coming on the podcast every week is to understand how a business, how a creative business sometimes can be a very important part of doing great work. Um, how a creative business can sometimes enable you to create your best work. Um, and sometimes the business becomes a problem. Um, I see a lot of dysfunctional businesses out there uh, where you know the business is not working properly and therefore creatives are not able to do their best work so it the, the business becomes a burden and I think this is something we really um, um, or this is one of the reasons that I coach other creatives and I, I created this um, this group coaching program called Leap Now uh, where I you know help creatives or help illustrators and lettering artists to create a container create a business that is really functional and it's really simple it works for them it's adjusted to their lifestyle um, it enables their best creative work and enables them to you know to have this sort of impact that they want to have because at the end of the day you create a creative or you start a creative business because you want to leave a mark in the world you have a vision you really want to um, leave a legacy and if your creative business is dysfunctional it just doesn't work for anything it just doesn't work to create that impact that you want to create 
it doesn't work for your lifestyle, it doesn't work for your family, it doesn't work for anything. So that's why I think it's so important to have a, a well-functioning creative business and it's one of the reasons why I have taken the step of helping other creatives um, set up their businesses. And this is the, the work that we do in the uh, group coaching program. We are gonna open registrations for this program soon. Um, by mid-June, uh, we're gonna open registration. So uh, if you want to be invited to join the program, you can just go to uh, makethelipnow.com and sign up for the waiting list and we will let you know when registrations are open. We This is a very, um, very small program in terms of um, members. So we allow a small group of, of people so that we can work intensively uh, with them. And I say we because, um, you know, my entire team takes part in this training. Um, of course, I am the lead instructor and I'm the coach, uh, but we also have our community manager involved. We have retreats inside the program. Um, I know that creating a or starting a creative business or scaling a creative business um, involves a lot of different stuff and these are all um, included in the program. So yes, if you're interested in creating this container, you should definitely join the waiting list and I will let you know when registrations are open. This is a little bit like the concept that I wanted to share with you, this idea of um, how, you know, what are the the overarching elements in a successful creative career, which had have to have to do with the craft, um, to really have a, um, a great creative output and put that front and center in your, um, in your business, in your focus, and to have a container for that, which is, you know, your, um, your creative business, right? And create a container that is not, not dysfunctional, that is, you know, simple, is working well and, and allows you to thrive in your art, right? So I hope that in the next solo episodes that I will be offering as part of this series of episodes, um, I can um, unfold more of, more of these concepts with you um, and provide more insights into what it is to run a creative business and what are the things that you may want to have into account uh, what are the things that we learned through these conversations with other creatives and of course we will continue to um, have these conversations with learning artists illustrators um, and designers because i feel that they are really important for understanding that you know the world has changed and uh, we live now in a world where creatives and artists can really thrive and can really make a living uh, from what they do, from their art, and that there's a real demand um, that the world really needs what we do and um, that you can, if others do it, you can do it too. So thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, share it with others. Um, if you want have any comment, any question, just send me a DM on Instagram. Instagram is my favorite platform to connect with my listeners. Uh, so just send me a DM. Tell me what you, you know, what your thoughts are. Um, tell me also, suggest topics that we can talk about 
during the podcast and we can touch on during the podcast. I will be happy to touch on those um, on those topics. So thank you so much for listening again today. I hope you enjoyed this sort of podcast and uh, share it if you liked it. And I hope to see you on the next episode of Open Studio. Bye-bye. So this is it. I hope you loved this episode. You can find me, the host of the show, on social networks at Martina Flor on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have a question or comments, go to martinaflor.com slash podcast, where you can see previous episodes, find show notes, and send voice memos with your comments and questions. You can also watch these episodes on YouTube. Just go to martinaflor.com slash YouTube to find them. You can, of course, listen to all our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. If you loved this episode, subscribe to this podcast. And if you leave us a review, it will help others find us. Thank you all for listening and see you in the next episode of Martina Flores Open Studio. Bye-bye.